this year we discussed the various halachic bases for paying some kind of severance to an employee when the employee stops working for the employer. There is no obligation whatsoever for an employer to pay any kind of severance to the employee. Of course, if they agreed to severance, if that was part of the terms of the employment, they, that's part of his compensation, that's part of the employee's compensation. But if there was no actual agreement to pay severance, an employer does not owe an employee anything upon the termination of his employment. There are, however, three bases that the post can discuss for paying severance. One is an extension a modern application of the mitzvah to pay an Everett Ivory, for a master to pay an Everett Ivory Hanukkah to give him certain gifts when the Everett Ivory leaves his service. The second, overlapping and linked to, related to this, is a general obligation of Muslim Ashura Sadin. Even if Alpi Din, the employer can let him go without a backward glance, many posts can invoke Muslim Ashura Sadin for him to pay him some kind of severance. And the third, Mikra Din is Minhag. If there is a Minhag for an employer to pay severance, and that minhag would be binding on the uh, binding on the employer. We'll discuss these three reasons in sequence. So the Torah says about an Ivri in Pashas Re'e, when ki ha'ivriya, he works for six years, you sent him free in the, in the seventh year, when you sent him free, don't send him out empty-handed, Give him gifts. You should give him gifts from the bounty that Hashem has given you. That's a mitzvah said to give an every every Hanukkah. The Chinuch, when he discusses the mitzvah of Hanukkah, he says the Shirashia mitzvah, the rationale is obvious. We should acquire good midos, midos meulos, yukaros, the chamudas, that, uh, that, we should, we should have Rachmanus on those who work for us, and we should give him more than he's entitled to. We should give him our own money, Bataras Chesed, in addition to any stipulated compensation. Dover Muskalu, it's rational, it's self-evident. Ain't No need to, to get into, to, to discuss this at length. It's obvious that there's an, that it's a very, it's a very sensible mitzvah. The Chinuch concludes in a famous line, much quoted by the later Rachmanus, he says, Mikra din, this mitzvah only applies Bismana Bayas when the base of Mikdash stands, because there's no every every when there's no Yovel, so Bismana Zeh, there's no mitzvah of Hanukkah, it doesn't really apply. However, he writes, Yosef Lekach, a Chacham should, should infer from the mitzvah of Hanukkah that if he hires somebody and he works for him for a period of time, Bisman Ruba, Filu Muat, even a worker who works only for a brief period of time. <coughs> He should give him Hanukkah. He should give him some kind of Hanukkah. So the Mechaz calls this Musaro Hatov of the Chinuch. It's not an Ikra Din. It's not a Chi of Gomer. And the post in general say this is not an absolute binding Chi of Medina. But this is, by analogy to Hanukkah, an employer should give, even B'zmanazeh, the worker some kind of Hanukkah. The Mechaz discusses the actual halachas of Hanukkah in general. And when he gets to the discussion of the Chinuch, what he calls Musar HaTov, he says, there's Machlok Fishon. The Rambam says that Ebed Ivri, that the, even when Ebed Ivri was Nohig, it only applies to a Mocher, to a Machru basin, when Basin sells someone to an Ebed Ivri, not to someone who voluntarily sold himself into servitude, not to a Mocher Atzmo. The Tosa says, even Mocher Atzmo gets Hanukkah. 
Now, Manazer basically doesn't sell anybody into employment, so obviously he's analogous to a Mocharatma, to someone who sold himself. And the Chinuch applies Hanukkah. So it would seem that the Chinuch is following the sheet of Tosus, not the Rambam, because according to the Rambam, a Mocharatma gets no Hanukkah, so a Pole shouldn't get Hanukkah either. However, the Mocharatma concludes, he says it's, uh, it's unusual for the Chinuch to deviate from the Rambam and not acknowledge that he's disagreeing from the Rambam. So the Sicilian answer explains, Mechazchemach is being closer, and he says that this modern application of Hanukkah is Lekuliyama. It, 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 it's, not, it's not telling in the Machlokas of whether Mocher Atmo gets Hanukkah or not. The Chinuch is saying, Medarach Musar, the idea of Hanukkah should be applied with Manazeh, even though it's really analogous to a Mocher Atmo. And many later, I've heard them apply this Chinuch, they invoke this Chinuch when recommending Hanukkah. The same for Evan Shoham, for Moshe Perlmutter. He has a shayla from the year, Tafresh Samaches. Someone worked for a charitable organization, for a chevra bikrcholim. He got injured on the job and he couldn't work anymore. And he wanted them to pay him some kind of pension to keep paying him his wages. They said, we can't afford it. We're at tzedakah. We have limited funds. If we give it to you, we'll be taking it away from the, the cholim that we support. So he comes out, the Ikra din, they have no obligation to him. Just because he was injured on the job that he comes out, that does not create an obligation. However, he says, since the people came to him for the Din Torah, they, they wanted to be Selmech on him for Yosher as well, not just for Din. He says they should, they should do it. He says one of his reasons is, besides certain points that were particular to that case, one of the reasons is, he says, there's a Chiyof Hanukkah, according to the Chinuch. He calls it a Chiyof. The Chinuch says it's Hanukkah, Menchas Chinuch. Even if he was sick part of the time, he says he still get Hanukkah. Even though the, the Shir is Shloshim Shkalim, which is not, might not be that much, that's the minimum. The mitzvah to give more, to be a bracha. Rashi says that, uh, that, that, Hashem that Hashem blessed you, the more the more bracha you have, the more you should give. And the Chinuch says it's a very logical mitzvah, it makes a lot of sense, we don't have to be mairich. This person worked hard for the cholim, this agent of the Hebrew speaker cholim. So that's why he thinks Yofed Danti, that they should pay him Hanukkah. Certainly Mitzad Yosher, he thinks that is the correct thing to do. Similarly, the Chuvus Mach Avram, he talks about a case where there was a Shochet, Ubodek, he died. And he left a widow, and the widow had been relying on her husband's income for support. Now there was no husband. She wanted some kind of pension, some kind of stipend. He says they should. It's Lefimashur Sadin. He says that Lefimashur Sadin, they should continue supporting the widow of the Shochet. He gets into a discussion about whether Basin can compel people to do Lefimashur Sadin. It's a major machlok Shachronim. Other Shachronim who discuss the question of Hanukkah also get into this machlokis. There actually are posts who say that Basin compels people to do Lefimashur Sadin. It's a major machlokas. Some say Basin can use moral suasion, they can use public shaming, and they can pressure him verbally, but they can't force him. Some say they can even force him. I'll call upon the Maxav Ram brings different opinions about whether Basin can actually force people to do from Mashur Sadin. But he says that uh, not just this case, not just the case of the Shochi, he talks about someone who got sick and had to retire from his factory job, even though there's no Din Hanukkah Bismanazeh, he invokes the Chinuch as well. He invokes both these ideas the idea of the Chinuch, the idea of the Mashur Sadin. And he says uh, that's the right thing to do. In particular, he says an Adam Chashuv has a higher standard to act with Nimashur Sadin. This appears in various Gemaras and Postkim. There's a famous story in Bab about porters of Rabbi Barbachano or a different Amara. They broke his wine barrels and he wanted them to pay for them with the wine. They went to the Dayan and the Dayan said, Potter, the Pturim. He said, Dinachi, is that the Din? He says, In, because, yes, it is the Din, because it says, Laman Tov. They said, we're hungry, and we look forward to our salary all day. We have nothing to eat. 
So the Dayan said, pay them their wages. He said, not enough that I'm not charging them. I should pay them when they broke my wine. He said, again, that is a din. He brought the end of the Pasuk that says, Varchus Chasidim, I think, Tishmar, Chasidim, or Tzadikim, Tishmar, that they should uh, that they should do the right thing, do the right thing, like the Thimashur Tzadim. Many Achor Mamadayik, even though it says, even though he said, Dina Hachi, is that the din? He didn't say it's not the din, but the Thimashur He said, Dina Hachi. Many posts can understand that for an Adam Chashuv, L'fnimashur din becomes din, it can even be enforced by a Beistin against an Adam Chashuv. In particular, many posts can accept the basic idea that an Adam Chashuv is particularly responsible to do L'fnimashur din. That is what the Maxi Avram says, but Adam Chashuv, we should pass in L'fnimashur din, And he brings other support for that. That's the, and and that's, that's, the, that's what many other posts can say as well. The Pas Sadcha brings a Psaq from Rav Abba Grosbard, of the, of the, he was Mashkiach in Yeshiva's Petach Tikva, and then Panovich, he says, in Bnei Brak, he sat with another Dayan, they had a case also involving a, uh, involving a Chazim Zakein, a Chazim who was old, and he, he brings this Gemara, that, the, uh, that he said, Laman Kelet B'derek Tovim, and then the end of the Pasuk, Varcha Tzadikim Tishmar, anything that's a Femishur of the Din for an ordinary person, for an Adam Chashuv is, uh, for Adam Chashuv becomes, becomes Din Mamish. And furthermore, he says, the Kahal has a Din of Adam Chashuv, that just like a, a just like an individual Adam Chashuv has a, has a special status and has to build Femishur Sadin, a Tzibur also has a Din of Femishur Sadin, which is what the Maxi Avram says as well, that the, brings a riot that a Tzibur is considered, Rabbim Chashuv and Ketal Chacham. So we have this idea that both because of the Chinuch and because of the, the idea that Adam Chashuv in particular should do the Sadin, particularly at Tzibur should do the Sadin, so they should pay some kind of severance. Many other posts can say this as well, but Tzibur Chachma also talks about a pension. He says, Mikra Din, Midin Tarek Dosha, he has no source, he says, but there is Lufimashur Sadin. And he says, Lufimashur Sadin, it's Lufimashur Sadin, it's Lufimashur he says, it's not, it's hard to say black and white. The Dayan has to look at the details of the case and decide whether in a particular case the Femishur Sadin means that the employer should be told to pay some type of severance. The Chuvas Mayim Chaim, one of the earliest Chuvas brought by the Pesche Chuva, he also says that a Kahal was unable to keep supporting a Shochet. There were complicated economic reasons why, because of legal reasons, why, why it was impossible for them to keep giving business to the Shochet. So he says, even if we'll say in the Ikra Din that the call was an onus, that they were unable to keep their commitment to keep providing the Shochet with Parnasi, he says, the Patriarchy Din, but Mikalakam, Rai Venachon, Akila Shadul Femishur is a Din, in particular because the Shochet is Ishani, with Tafli Talibe, he's poor and he has supports the family. So, in addition to factors like whether the employer is an Adam Chashuv or a Tzibur, there's also the question who is the, who is the employee, especially if he's poor and he, and he's, and he, and, and he has mouths to feed. There's an idea of a Femishur Zadin that we should pay him severance. Minchat Yitzchak has a long chuv about severance. Minchat Yitzchak gets into the, the different questions about, uh, first he approaches it from the perspective of Hanukkah. He says, for Hanukkah, it's Pashut that it should only apply if he was fired, not if he quit. In his case, it was not entirely clear whether he was pushed out or whether he quit on his own volition. He says, but Hanukkah, Certainly, he says, if that's your paradigm, if that's your basis for, for paying, he says, that would only apply if the person, that would only apply if the person quit, he says, if the person was fired, not if the person quit. 
because he says again that one of the one of the key halachas of, of Hanaka is that it's only if he leaves it's only if he leaves the uh, not, not through any act of his own he leaves because of the six years are over or so on he le- he leaves the not through any act of his own but Bigiron Kesef if he, if he redeems himself by pay, by paying back the the remainder of the of, of the money that's outstanding that he didn't work off yet he does not get uh, he does not get Hanaka. The Chinuch says that the, since that's the paradigm, Hayotim Bigiron Kesef, any manikim law. Chisa Shalchenu Chavshi, Zelo Shalchol, Hever Ushigarim, but it's seen as a Kesef. If the Hever did it himself, he doesn't get Hanaka. So if that's the paradigm, then, then a person who quit wouldn't get Hanaka either. We mentioned earlier the way that Sitzel Ezra understands him in Chasinuch, maybe it's not an exact parallel to Hanaka itself, maybe the, maybe the Musr of Hanaka is broader than the Hanaka, but the Chasinuch understands that if you're really trying to apply the paradigm of, Han- of Hanaka, it would not apply if the worker left of his own volition. However, he goes on and he says, but, but there's still a question of Lefimashur Sadin. He says that the, he said Lefimashur Sadin is still a consideration. He says that the, that, 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 that he worked, that if it's true, that, that he worked hard for many years faithfully and he's poor and he's ill and he's crushed and, and, and the employer has money, he's wealthy, he says, certainly Lefimashur Sadin, he seems to be saying even if the employee quit, is much more flexible, and if we think the employer is in a good position to pay it, and the employee deserves it and needs it, then there's basis to do a So as we've seen, many posts can have mentioned both a and Hanaka. Mechasietzach's understanding of is broader than Hanaka. Hanaka is limited to the parallel of the mitzvah saseh of Hanaka itself. Well, Fimashur can be broader if in any case, Basin thinks that the, that the employee is deserving and the employer should do it, they should encourage a Fimashur he says that the, the Menchaz Yitzchak also notes that there is a minhag in Eretz Yisrael. Many posts can make this point. In Eretz Yisrael, in more socialist countries, not, that severance is actually an obligation. Chodesh Lashana, paying one month per year of service, is actually a legal obligation and a widespread minhag. The Tzitzel Yezer calls it, Tzitzel Yezer says, Zilkari Beiravu. He says, everyone knows that paying Chodesh Lashana based on the monthly wage of the last year of the, of the final final period of service, as everyone knows, that's the minhag. So that's certainly in more socialist countries, in, in less laissez-faire countries than the U.S., paying severance may actually be a clear minhag. Menachas Yisrael acknowledges that, he says, in Eretz Yisrael, that's the minhag, he says. However, he says, Eretz Yisrael is not kaveh b'chalolam, hechad inagu, nagu, where it's a minhag, it's a minhag, where it's not the minhag, it's not the minhag. We have to establish where it's a minhag, where it's not the minhag. In the U.S., it would seem there is no clear minhag in general. There is no clear minhag that an employee gets any kind of severance, some contracts stipulate pensions and so on, but there's no general minhag that every employee gets a pension, and therefore the post can say that if there's a minhag, of course, the minhag establishes the din, like in any other aspect of the compensation of poll. But to say that the, but uh, if there's no minhag, then we have to fall back on either the mitzvah of Hanukkah, which may be limited to some extent to the dinei Torah of Hanukkah, or we can look to the mishurus din, and so on. It's common that the severance is only paid to employees, not to those who are defined as contractors. Mishpat Apollo says, even if the Mishra Sadin doesn't apply to a contractor, he's not like an Ebedivri at all. Again, at least if you're using the paradigm of Ebedivri, a contractor is completely different. There was an uh, interesting Zintara in Eretz Yisrael once where there, there was a, a Talmud Torah, Bells, I think it was, who employed a bus driver. He had his own bus, and he was employed to take children to school, and, uh, and, and he'd be paid uh, monthly for it. Eventually, they made other arrangements. They hired a different bus driver. He argued he was entitled to receive a pension. That's the Menachem Eretz Yisrael. 
And they argued, you're a contractor, you're not, you're not a worker because you had your own bus and, and the, we, pay, we weren't paying you by the hour, you weren't on the clock, you were paid to do a job of bringing the kids to school, that's a contractor. His, his side argued, I'm an employee because a contractor means I, I set my own hours, I work when it's good. Your mechanic is a contractor, he, he does the work and he bills you for it. But here, I have to take the kids to school at a specific time. So they have, uh, there's an intricate discussion, how does Allah define contractor versus employee? Is it based on whether the payment is per hour or per the job? Is it based on whether the hours are fixed or he sets his own hours? This is actually an odd case to discuss it because this is not really a halakhic distinction between contractor and, and employee because this is just a question of minhag. You can really look to see what the minhag is, but nevertheless, they, 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 they approach it in terms of the halakhic definitions of employees and contractors. What's the minhag in the U.S.? So we mentioned in general that there's no general minhag in broader U.S. society. But in, in, in Jewish circles, particularly in, the, in Klai Kodesh circles, there is a venerable minhag to pay Chodesh Lashana, to pay one month, of, one month of salary based on the salary of the final year for each, for each year that the Rebbe or the, or the Klai Kodesh person was in service. This is apparently based on rulings of Rav Moshe. To the best of my knowledge, Ramosha's ruling is not a first-hand ruling in print. In one of our previous years, we discussed Ramosha wrote several chuvas on the fact that you can't fire workers, and you certainly can't, the employment is not at will by default, and you certainly can't fire Malamdim. Ramosha very much believed that a Malamdim had a strong position, you couldn't just fire him. But in terms of the severance of Chodesh Lashana, I was not able to find any primary source of, uh, of the claim that you pay Chodesh Lashana. But apparently everyone says Ramosha passed him this way, including Ramosha's own son, Rav David. The, they published a, a sefer number, about a decade ago called Chodesh Lashana. It's, uh, it's a sefer with a, with a specific uh, agenda to prove that Chodesh Lashana is, is, uh, is a well-established custom in the U.S., but he quotes chuvas from, he, he reproduces chuvas from various rabbanim in the U.S., in Israel, and Europe. He quotes Rav David. They ask, they ask Rav David, uh, what, what do you know about Ramosha's position on Chodesh Lashana? And he says, he held Bavadei Tarek Lahanik Lachodesh Lashana, Rabbi David added that that's true for all workers, even those who work in an office. It's a little hard to understand that. Most people bring Ramosha. The minute seems to only have been about Klai Kodesh and about Malamdim. In another tshuva, in another tshuva, they asked, uh, they asked, they asked Rabbi David, and this one he responded, whether it only applies to Malamdim or other Klai Kodesh. He said, Rabbi David himself seems to concede that it's limited to Klai Kodesh. Rabbanim, Shamashim as well, but not office workers. I call upon him the, the primary traction Ramosha's rulings had apparently was in Klai Kodesh. Torah Masara incorporated this into their, into their, into their code, of, code of practice. Torah Masara writes, in the event of dismissal or non-renewal, we don't have proper cause, certain causes. He gets, uh, if he has a Chazaka, he gets Chodesh Lashana based on the last year. The, the last year's rates includes all the fringe benefits, including if they pay some of his health insurance premiums and so on. This is paid, uh, this is paid like, like Hanaka, it's paid even if he gets a new position, you still owe him this, this, this pension, this, this severance pay, and it should be paid in equal installments on a monthly basis, ending no later than two years. I'm not sure how much of this is attributable to Ramosha, how much is their own, their own policy. But I'll call upon him, this is apparently widely accepted, this was Ramosha's view, even though it does not exist in a primary source of Ramosha himself. And this is a, this apparently has wide traction, various day on him report, that this minhag is, is not universal, but this minhag has very wide traction in the, in the U.S., in, in, uh, in, in, in educational circles, in, in, in Jewish, Jewish school 
circles that even outside the, the, the Orthodox, I think I saw people mention that some have this custom, but, but certainly in Orthodox circles, that is a widespread custom to pay Chodesh Hashem. Because we don't have Ramosha's ruling in the original, it's not even entirely clear what Ramosha was doing when he was saying Chodesh Hashem. Was he making a takana because of his authority as the leader of American Jewry? Was he, was he attesting to a minhag that existed in his time? Was he making a recommendation? Was he making a pshara, hanaka, v'sisayashivatov? Very unclear what Ramosha was doing. Some Rabbanim have argued that whatever Ramosha did originally, by now it's become a minhag. So even if even whatever Ramosha's intent may have been in his original rulings, it had Ramosha's position had so much influence that by now it would be 100% binding the Kach minhag, regardless of exactly what Ramosha's basis was. This is something again that's pushed by by certain Rabbanim associated affiliated with Tarmasara. Who have a who try who, who believe there's a very well entrenched practice of Chodesh Lashana. Other countries have a minig. We, we in the U.S. there may not have been a minig. There's no minig in general society, but certainly after Rav Moshe, they argue there are statements by uh, Torah Masoras or by Shia Ryback, the director of the National Conference of Yeshiva Principles, talks about Chodesh Lashana. The author of Rav Natali Svi Frankel, the author of the Chodesh Lashana Sefer, they have various statements that they point out that originally Chodesh Lashana. Was only when a when a teacher was let go. Ramoshal did not even let a teacher go in the first place. Even without Chodesh Hashanah, it would seem even with Chodesh Hashanah, you can't fire a teacher. But uh, originally, apparently, they say that Tarim Sarah's position at least was that it, that it's when they, it's when they fire a teacher, he got he got Chodesh Hashanah. But if the, if the teacher quit and left or retired, we mentioned from the Minchas there's no Hanaka if a person quits. So originally, they they didn't discuss cases of retirement, but they say. Rabbi Rybeck said the Vag Rashi Yeshiva, so I'm not sure who that is exactly, extended into retirement, creating a kind of pension. That's only true if he worked for 35 years, or he's at least 65 years old. I don't know where any of this comes from, whether it's a Takana or they were trying to establish a Minhag. But again, the, the Hanaka, if we're certainly if it's a parallel to the Hanaka of Everdivri, is not going to apply if the if the teacher quits. But if he retires in old age, they said that the Tarmazara felt that there should be a uh, there should be a Hanukkah. The, they, they say that the, the Gedolim have stated, or Rabbeck says, Gedolim have stated that even when a yeshiva closes down, it needs to liquidate its assets to pay Chodesh Lashana. It's a chi of gummer and it must be paid. And again, that's the position of some of these, uh, some of these postkim, although again, some of these rabbanim, although again, it, it, the, the actual roots, the documented roots of this whole idea of Chodesh Lashana are very murky. But once again, other countries, it's certainly a minute, as Sicilianer says, in Eretz Yisrael, there's a very clear minhag to the extent of calling it Zilkari Beirav, he says. There's certainly a minhag, he says, in, in European countries that, that have stronger, stronger labor protection, stronger labor rights. It might be a minhag as well. In the U.S., there was certainly no minhag in general society. So in, in, in the general case, without a specific minhag that you can establish, you're left with the argument of, uh, again, you can specify whatever you want, but if nothing is specified, you're left with the, the related arguments of the 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 Musar Hatov of uh, of Hanaka of the Chinuch and or Lefimishur Zadin, but in Klei Kodesh in particular we have a, apparently a minhag that was based on Ramosha, that Ramosha recorded, that Ramosha instituted, that that was that was based on Ramosha's position, that there is a minhag of Chodesh Lashana. And again, Reb David Feinstein said Ramosha's position was it should be paid even to an office worker, but it's not. But Reb David's Jewish themselves seem to be a little bit. Uh, inconsistent on this point, and that does not seem to have general traction. The, the, the general uh, acceptance of Ramosha's ruling is primarily focused on the case of Malamdim and, and, another, and possibly other Klay Kodesh as well.